Big Ten Backers Podcast. This is your podcast for Big Ten football or anything college football related. From Jim Harbaugh's shirtless escapades to Brett Billima's hog-sized waistline with Ryan Day's beard dye and anything else in between. Big Ten Backers has the headlines from around the college football landscape. Oh, hey there, Big Ten Backers. This is your host, AJ, with Buckeye Steve. We just call him Top Beef. So, B, let's get started on week one. Let's talk about our Midwest Corn Fest game of the week. Nebraska versus Minnesota. Uh, let's get on Nebraska. The Cornhuskers are all juiced up on this rule eight. Nebraska has lost their last two Big Ten season openers. Yeah, but the last two Big Ten openers didn't involve Jeff Sims or Matt Rule in their debut. Things are changing. Now, that's fair, man. Jeff Sims has been hearing good things uh, from his camp. He obviously came from Georgia Tech. He did some good things there. So I'm ready to see Jeff Sims. And then everybody's drinking the Rule-Aid, man. The Rule-Aid is is a number one seller. It's just coming off the Walmart shelves. I think even the women's volleyball team is drinking the Rule-Aid, right? Oh, man. Did you see that the other night? Oh, it was a freaking amazing. Atmosphere was electric. As electric as it was when we were there. Those fans in Nebraska are something else, man. That's my second home now. I might move to Lincoln just because of how cool their fans are. Yeah, no doubt. When they show up and have 92000 for a freaking women's volleyball game to set a record for all women's sports insane. ever, that's insane. absolutely insane. Insane. Women's volleyball started wearing yoga pants before anyone else. <laughs> they were on top of it. And then you had uh, the old tight end for Nebraska. He was looking to do good things, and he got arrested for bur- burglary. Uh, and then, obviously, he's probably done with his second chance because he moved from Georgia to Nebraska. You can take the, the guy out of Georgia, but you can't take the dog out of him. <laughs> That's fair. All right, let's talk about Minnesota. Minnesota, man. Athen, Cali, Khaki Manis, Juanis, I don't know how to say his name. We're going to say uh, Khaki's 2.0. He begins his new chapter here in Minnesota along with old P.J. Fleck. The new chapter in Juicy Lucy Land. Yeah, P.J. Fleck is rowing his boat into his seventh season. It doesn't seem like that one. It seems like just yesterday he was hired up there, and I was like, man, that's an excellent hire for the Gophers. Um, he is still doing good things. I mean, it's it's a tough place to win up there in Minnesota. Yeah, I just want to know, Beef, is the P.J. Fleck coin stock up or down right now? Ah, oh, man, I, I have to take the wait-and-see approach. It's flatlined. I don't think that you can say up or down. I think they're going to stay stagnant right where they are. They're going to be, you know, two, three range in the Big Ten West. Now, that's fair. It seems like he's plateaued. He's good for seven, eight wins a year, but seems to kind of struggle to get any higher than that. But he also doesn't fall down. You know, talking about Minnesota is like talking about white bread. Boring. Other than the fact that if you get up there and watch a game, that atmosphere in that stadium, we were there in 2000. 21, first game back after COVID season, and it was awesome. I mean, maybe it was because of that COVID season being off. People were all jacked up. They were eating their Juicy Lucy's and drinking a few beverages and having a good time, but it was awesome. It was a great atmosphere. It rivaled some of the others in the Big Ten, and I'm hoping that when we get there today, it's going to be the same type of atmosphere. Oh, it's probably definitely, it's definitely going to be electric. Forget the probably. I don't even know why I said that. Minnesota's going to show out. You know Nebraska fans travel. They're one of the best fans in college football. But hey, when you're there, grab your friends, get yourself a Juicy Lucy from Matt's Bar or the 5A Club in this Burger Town rivalry 
between the two. They both lay claim to the Juicy Lucy. Yeah, I had a girlfriend whose nickname was Juicy Lucy, too. We'll, we'll save that story for another day. I'm intrigued. All right, so obviously you heard Beef say we're going to be there. We are going to be there. Look for us dressed as your favorite cartoon characters. If you see us, tag us on NIL Fan Vote. Beef, who do you got winning this game? I got to go with the Rule Aid, man. I think Eaton, they were so close every year. I got to go with Nebraska. They were just on the cusp of winning all these games. And I think they got what it takes. I think Sims is the quarterback that they needed. And Matt Rule is, is the man. And this is the first time he's come into a college football program that hasn't been in complete shambles. Yeah, I'm definitely on the rule A as well. P.J. Fleck is a spokesperson for Bosley in this game because his hair isn't the only thing he's losing in Minnesota. (laughs) Been there, done that. All right, so let's get into the rest of the Big Ten. Let's talk about the Big Ten roundup. Obviously, there's some some games around the Big Ten we want to talk about. There's some that are a little uh, cupcake-esque. So we kind of had to... Throw in a little curveball with our, our Big Ten backers road trip. So we did a whole orange barrel, orange barrel reroute. Now we're going to end up at Ohio State and Indiana. And what do you think about that game? Oh, man, I'm not sure if it's going to be a super competitive game, but there's some questions that Ohio State has. One is Jim Knowles, the guy he's getting paid to be. We want to see that defense. He better be producing goose eggs like the Easter Bunny. And then you also got Kyle McCord and Devin Brown. I mean, who knows what's uh, going to happen with new quarterbacks? I'd like to see extended drives with each quarterback. I'd like to see extended possessions with each quarterback. Each quarterback needs to not just have one possession, then they're out, the other one comes in. Give them a quarter. Give them a half quarter. You know, Let them get in a flow, establish themselves, see what they got, hit the wide receivers, hand off the ball. Let's you know, Let it happen organically. Let the guy that needs to take over, take over. And, you know, with... Jim Knowles being the $2 million man, he better show that his defense is ready. No, I agree. Sometimes when you have two quarterbacks splitting reps, you don't get one polished and shine as they should be. So definitely interesting how this turns out. Yeah, and you were going to mention Tom Allen being possibly at the end. Is this the start to the end? I'm curious. I think he is on a downhill slope unless he can somehow save himself and save his job. He's brought in 25 transfers this year. To hopefully kind of right the ship. He obviously started off hot at Indiana, but he hasn't produced the way he did when he first got there. And just like in Minneapolis, we're going to be there in our favorite cartoon characters in the front row. So look for us. Post us on NIL Fan Vote on Facebook. If you get a picture of it, if you get a video of it, put it on there. Tag us. You can put it on your own account. Just tag NIL Fan Vote or Big Ten Backers. We have a group for Big Ten Backers now. So we'll be there just like the other games, and maybe even one more. Oh, yeah. We're definitely going to try to make it to one more. It's going to be a little bit tight. Let's talk about that next game. We're going to be dressed as your favorite cartoon characters for. Illinois versus Toledo. You may not know this from the great value labels on this, but this game is a fucking deal, and it's going to be a good one. I look for this to be a close game. I look for this to be the game that you want to watch. It's going to go down to the fourth quarter. Toledo could take Illinois. Toledo's a good team. There were some people that had Toledo in their top 25. I think they won the MAC last year. The Rockets are flying high and must design rockets, not just some standard NASA rocket going on. You know, on. not built by the by the cheapest bidder for the government. All right, another game that we got going on in the Big Ten that it looks good from a label point of view, but eh, it's kind of garbage. 
We got West Virginia versus Penn State. This is going to be a big ass ass kicking coming for these Mountaineers. Pat White's not walking out of that tunnel anytime soon, and that charge got all wet. Yeah, before they even shot their load, they had a wet charge. <laughs> yeah, West Virginia probably shouldn't even show up for this one. It's going to get ugly. It's going to get ugly quick. Penn State, huge, huge. All right, let's talk about Purdue versus Fresno State. Yeah, Ryan Walters is in his first game for the Big Ten West, defending champs, versus a solid 10-4 and four Fresno team from last year. Yeah, this should be a sneaky good game. I think Fresno's well-equipped to upset the Purdue Boilermakers. We don't know exactly what Purdue's. Could be a surprise game. Wasn't this the Fresno team that took USC to uh, the fourth quarter last year? It, it sure is. Game? Yeah. Solid team. Definitely capable of upsetting somebody. And then, yeah, let's talk about all where I'm at up here in Wisconsin. We got to talk about my Badgers, you know. Got to love me some Badgers. Where we're at. This is the first podcast we've done together in person. Yeah. So Luke Fickle begins his era for the Badgers. Not a great opponent in Buffalo, but I'm still can't wait to see Luke Fickle come out and coach a, a game for the Badgers. I'm really looking to see that air raid meets running game that he's bringing to Wisconsin. Super interesting times for us Badger fans, just because we don't know the new era is going to look like. Yeah, and then we'll go on to the next game, Michigan, East Carolina. So what do you got on that? Yeah, I mean, Harbaugh suspended for the first four games. Their offensive coordinators suspended. They're pulling analysts to come in and be the OC. And it's going to be a rotating head coach for the next four games. I guess they have a plan to bring in a different person to kind of practice being a head coach. So this is kind of weird little setup. But since they're playing nothing but cupcakes, they'll survive. But it's definitely interesting to see. Yeah, you could bring in a four-year-old girl off the streets to coach this game, and it wouldn't make a difference. They're going to blow them out. It doesn't matter who the coach is. It is a weird dynamic. You don't see Division One college coaches being suspended for games often. And if you do, it's usually at Ohio State. But this is happening. It's happening to Michigan. The holier-than-thou team never does anything wrong is fielding a team with a suspended coach and a suspended offensive coordinator. There's a little bit more going on up there than burgers. But let's see how this all unfolds. I look for them to have a solid season despite all the controversy starting now. Yeah, I mean, COVID cheeseburgers, that's what it is. It's the COVID cheeseburgers. And by solid season, I mean possibly winning it all. Oh, yeah, they definitely could. So let's talk about Maryland versus Townsend. What you got for me, Beef? Oh, man, there's some potential in this game. I mean, potential for us to not give a fuck. (laughs) That's fair. Not really a lot to talk about there. All right, what about Michigan State and Central Michigan? You know what? The $10 million man could lose to a middle-of-the-road MAC team. How awful would that be? Michigan State and their alumni might have jumped the gun a little bit. They definitely jumped the gun. He had one good season on the back of a really good running back. Nothing and it was just transfers. Since. They pulled in the transfers, but they didn't pull in the recruits to back them up. Two pump chumps here. Fucking got in there, dropped their load, and now they don't know what to do with their lady friend. But you know what? It's the beginning of the season for a reason, so hopes can be high. Let's see what they roll out with. Maybe they'll surprise us. And maybe they will. I doubt it. All right, another good game that I think might surprise some people is Iowa versus Utah State. Cade McNamara is questionable versus these Utah State upset-capable Aggies. Yeah, I was high on that. I think that was a great transfer, one for Cade, one for Iowa. That would have made all the difference in the world. Now, if he's out, 
I worry that they're going to get that 25 points a game that they need for the offensive coordinator to keep his job. Oh, Brian. Oh, Brian. Daddy's a little boy. You got to make those 25 points a game or you're out, bro. Don't forget, we're trying to help his mom out, try to find him some dates, you know, baddies for Brian. So if you know any baddies that we can hook up for Brian, let us know. Hit us up on NIL Fan Vote on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Twitter. It's the X. The X. Yeah, right. You're right, the X. All right. Let's get the trimmer out. The ball trimmer, that is? Let's get the ball trimmer out. Are we manscaping? Oh, we're manscaping. Oh, we're definitely doing some manscaping. I'll let you do that by yourself. You do. I do, I do my own manscaping. I could, probably, I could probably use some help, though. You can shave my back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, let's get the trimmer out, and let's groom the rest of the landscape of college football. Obviously, there's some games and notes that we want to talk about. Florida State, Florida State, Florida State versus LSU and Dim Tigers. Beef, what are you looking for in this game? Who do you think is going to win? I agree. I'm going to take Florida State in this game. I think Brian Kelly comes back to reality a bit this year for LSU. I think they're a little bit inflated and they're going to have a little bit more of a disappointing year than what they had planned. I think he just spent a little bit too much time dancing with recruits. I mean, an old white man spinning around with recruits shaking his butt, butt to butt against them. It's just not a good look, man. I don't know where it comes from. What the hell happened? Who the marketing designer for that is? Throw that shit out the window and start over. Oh, yeah. but that, That's what's losing him the game. Oh, for sure. That Same game was way. super interesting last year. Came down to the wire. Oh. Great ending. Hopefully they give us that repeat and we get to enjoy this. Another college football classic. I might watch that fourth quarter on our road trip today. Oh, we definitely you should. should. I mean, you're going to be driving, so you, <laughs> you know, I can handle <laughs> both. I've handled more than two at once. Wow. <laughs> That's another story. All anyway. right, another game. Utah versus Florida. This is going to be interesting. Florida somehow pulled that off last year. With Cam rising, if he's actually playing and he's not hurt, I don't think this game is close. Florida hasn't gone and traveled to the West Coast like this before. And at Utah, that's not an easy place to play. No, I think sometimes Southerners think that they are the only ones who can fill stadiums and get rowdy. But Utah is going gonna to surprise some of them Gator fans traveling out to Utah. They're going to get a little a little reckoning of what Pac-12 football looks like because they think no one out in the Pac-12 cares. But Utah is an exception to that policy. I think you have a problem here. It's called the Pac-Dud. <laughs> You're right, the Pac-Dud. My bad. Uh, but yeah, Graham Mertz. He's been named the starting quarterback for Florida, which is kind of interesting to see what his second, You're second right. term looks like. You're right. Now that you reiterated that to me, Utah big, Florida not even close. Graham Merch with 14 interceptions. I'm going to take Florida in this game. Cam Rising takes a little time to get warmed back up, and they get a little bit stronger as the season goes on, but I'm taking Florida. Small, small win here. Maybe one, two, three points. Are they going to be throwing shoes? They're definitely throwing shoes. All right, another sneaky game that people probably don't see. They see the Duke name, and this Duke versus Clemson. And they're like, uh, Duke, who cares? But this Duke is actually a really good team. Clemson's on the road versus Duke. Wouldn't be completely surprised if Duke got an upset here. I don't, I'm not going to predict it, but it's capable. Duke is very capable of sneaking up on Clemson and pulling an upset here. I don't see it happening. I think they blow out Duke. My concern with Clemson is really been for the last two years their offensive line it doesn't look like they protect at all I don't know how many times Uyunglele was sacked but it looked like it was three times a game to me in the games that I watched 
I don't think that any of their problems are solved unless this Riley offensive coordinator can come up with some schemes to get the ball open in space and get that ball out quick. But this is not the game where they're in danger. The game's Florida State. The game's Miami where they have the athletes to match up. I'll go with that. I think Clemson wins this, but I wouldn't be surprised if Duke hangs in there and gives them a game. What about TCU versus Colorado B? What are you looking for in this game? It's kind of a hard game to predict and guess what's going to happen. This is the game everyone wants to see. I mean, Fox is really pounding the drums for this game. They want everyone to watch. Colorado has a completely different team. Completely. 63 new guys on that team. Who knows? Who knows what it's going to be like? I mean, we thought 25 was a lot for Indiana. 63. That's almost triple, you know? I think this is a Fox arm candy type of game. I think people are getting a little too high on Colorado. I think TCU puts Prime back in his box. He's not ready for prime time yet. Just put Prime back to, like, daytime TV. This is, this is that infomercial at uh, 3 in the morning. Another good one. Obviously, this isn't the Boise State of years past. They're not running the hook and ladder up there in Boise State anymore. But still, they're a capable team. They're a really good team. They're playing Washington. Washington should be the best they've been in years. But if they can get snake bit coming out the gates, it could be a disaster for the rest of their season. Blowing the doors off. I'm taking the Phoenix. They're going to light up the scoreboard. It's not even I know you love the Phoenix. I love what. Did you just get me to say that? (laughs) (laughs) And then, Washington Big. I like the dogs. The West Coast dogs, that is. The West Coast dogs. All right, so the biggest game of the week is Georgia versus Tennessee. Tennessee Martin. Fuck. Not even (laughs) worth your time. Don't watch it. All right, so let's talk about our predictions. Me and Beav, we're going to go down our list of who we think wins the conferences out of the Power Five. Let me start first with the Big Ten. And we're, I think we're in agreement on this one, right? We are in agreement on this one. That team up north gets it again. Yeah, Hardball packs his cheeseburgers for Indianapolis, and he wins the Big Ten. And he gets a lot of experience. He has other coaches helping him out. He does. They'll, they'll have four head coaches on their team, maybe five. Because I think that fourth <laughs> game, that there's two people. Like One's got the first half, one has the second half. Nebraska set the record for women's attendance in sports. Michigan's going to set the record for coaches in the season. What do we got next? All right, man. For the SEC, I'm taking yours truly, Nick Saban, and Alabama, baby. His time has come. There's a new leader in the South. I got the dogs. Got the dogs. I can see it, but I'm I'm sticking with Bama, boy. I think they make their bounce back. Does he ride off to the sunset after this if they win? No, no. He's not going nowhere. He's in love. Man, he's going to die on that field. Maybe. He's not going Is anywhere. he going to crap himself like Paterno and have to <laughs> run off the field? He's going to be running three minutes before halftime. He probably will. I, I could see him doing that. He, he loves this game. He's not going anywhere. Shit, if I was in this position, I'd coach until I died too. Exactly. All right, ACC. We're both in agreement here. We both are predicting Florida State. Oh, 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 oh. Even if they lose in the regular season to Clemson, I still think they make it to – Championship game, and they upset Clemson there. That's how I see it going down. But I could see him winning both games, too. Beef, Big 12. We are both kind of debating and been on the fence about this one. There's so many teams in competition. It's hard to say who's going to win. But I'm, I'm going to say it, man. Texas is back. That's my Big 12 champion. Texas is back. Famous last words. I don't see it yet. I mean... 
it's e- it's an easy pick to make. That's a big name, big money. I want to pick Texas too, but I can't. So I'm going to go off the board and go with the Kansas Jayhawks. They're no longer a basketball school this year and last year. They turned into a football school. Yeah, they rock yeah. chalk Jayhawk. Yeah, Kansas man, they're definitely starting to turn it around. Uh, Pac-12, man, this is another one, man. There's so many freaking good teams in the Pac-12. Uh, Pac-12. Pac-12. Yeah, the old Pac-12. So many teams in the Pac-12. It's hard to pick a champion out of here. But we actually came to an agreement. We both love the Phoenix. We think the Phoenix is the big show. We're taking Washington to win the Pac-12. The Phoenix just came in the locker room, and he's swinging it around. <laughs> They're big, winning it. The big Phoenix. Big Dickin. The strong arm Phoenix. I mean, I got to take them. I, it's hard for the Pac-10 because they're going to cannibalize each other. There's a lot of good teams. But I know how I feel about the Huskies, and I'm taking those dogs. Now, that's fair. I'm with, I'm with you on that. I'm taking the dogs as well. But I do think leading into that, talking about how the Pac-12 is going to beat up themselves, let's talk about the playoffs and who we think are going to make it. I left Washington out of the playoffs just because of what you said. The Pac-12 is such a big competition. I think they're going to eat themselves up, and nobody makes the playoffs out of the Pac-12. So my playoff teams are Florida State. Michigan, Alabama, and Georgia back to the two SECs in the playoffs. Yeah, we had some time away from that, and then we're coming back to it. I I like those picks, but I'm going to stay with you on Florida State. I'm going to stay with you on Michigan. But I like my playoff contenders to be 50% dogs. (laughs) Georgia and Washington, rounded out. So you're acting like you're up at Sonic. Half your order is going to be dogs? Yes, sir. Give me the dogs all day. But who wins it all? Who wins it all? I am going to take, man, ah, uh, tough. I'm going to go with Bama. Bama's going to win it all. Back to glory. Saban grabs another one. Every time someone writes him off because he has a down year, he comes back strong as hell. He hits the gym. He's on the roids. Brings his team back. Fucking Bama all day. Championship. Another one for Saban. For the legend himself. The GOAT. This is tough because history tells you you got to pick the SEC, right? It's just what's happening. It's where college football's at. But I, 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 I like this Michigan team. I hate Michigan, but I like this team. And all that controversy, delaying the inevitable, they could turn that everyone's against us type thing and, and really the team rally together behind their coach. And I see Michigan winning it all. There you have it, folks. I'm going to hate my life for a year, but they're going to win it all. Buckeye Steve, a.k.a. Beef. Says Michigan's going to win it all. You heard it from a Buckeye fan. Woo, that had to hurt the testicles to say that shit. Oh, yes, it did. <laughs> and it's going to hurt for a long time. I might as well just chop my nuts off and mail them in right now. Too funny. Wait, people are actually doing that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's all, man. That's all for this episode. Thank you again, listeners, for tuning in. Don't forget, hit us up on NIL Fanboat. Watch um, us. We're doing a road trip, and it's going to be awesome. We're going to be out there with the fans. We're going to be intermingling. We're going to be in front row for three games this weekend. Three games, if you count Thursday as a weekend. Three games, front row, three different networks. We'll be on TV, I promise you. We'll be in there in our favorite cartoon characters with signs that are funnier than hell. And then come chat with us. We have a Big Ten Backers podcast page on Facebook. Look for it. Drop some content. Ask us some questions. If you're interested in coming on the show or doing a call-in, let us know on there. Hey, like, review, subscribe, share the podcast. It is blowing up, man. And I know everyone has to do this on our podcast, and I hate doing it. But we got the listeners. We need to get that word of mouth. We are doing awesome. It, 
I never in my wildest dreams expected it to take off like it is, but it's doing awesome. We're going to be at these games. So if you see us in our Big Ten backer shirt and our NIL fan vote hat, come up and talk to us. We want to hear from you. We will be in Minnesota. If you're at the tailgate, we're going to be at Lot 37. Lot 37. And there's a Scooey Maw lot, too, that we may uh, attend. So if you're around, if you're a Nebraska fan, if you're a Minnesota fan, we want to hear from you. We're going to be in Bloomington. But if you're an Ohio State fan, if you're an Indiana fan, you see the Big Ten backer shirt, come talk to us. And we may just get to Illinois Toledo. If we can get out of Bloomington in time with that traffic and head on over to Champaign, get there by halftime maybe, we're going to be sitting front row there too. Yeah, and then while we're there, we're going to be interviewing fans. We're going to have fans do competitions against each other. Uh, We're just going to have a good time, man. We're going to get to know some people, spread the word about the podcast. And then we all, me and B, want to thank you for tuning in and helping us grow this podcast. Appreciate y'all so much. It's been a hell of a ride. God bless. Big Ten Backers Podcast. Follow our sponsors at NIL Fanboat on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and the thread. Also visit the website, NILFanboat.com. Oh, no Midwest goodbye today.